Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, April 13th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. General Services Administrator Robin Carnahan believes a federal infrastructure bill could be transformative. Missouri's going to get $7 billion, with a B, uh, to upgrade roads and bridges. So the priorities about how that's done are going to be very closely aligned with the state. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum talks with Carnahan about her agency's role in executing infrastructure legislation. An attorney for a man who died when an Amazon warehouse in the Metro East collapsed in a tornado last year says there's new evidence the building was in violation of local codes. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. The findings are in a report from a local fire marshal who responded to Edwardsville as part of an urban search and rescue team. It says support columns in the collapsed part of the building were not anchored to the floor, an apparent violation of codes in place at the time the warehouse was built. Jack Cachado represents the family of Austin McEwen, a delivery driver who was one of six people killed on December 10th. He calls it a grave violation and a conscious disregard for worker safety. How can you have workers working in a building where you know the support columns or you should know are not properly anchored in any severe inclement weather? could cause exactly what happened here. Amazon calls the findings premature and misleading. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The National Weather Service says the Metro East has a significant chance of tornadoes developing today. The biggest threat will be from 1 to 4 this afternoon. The forecast has prompted East St. Louis School District 189 to cancel classes today. A proposal to ban so-called ghost guns in Illinois is headed to Governor J.B. Pritzker's desk. Caroline Kabzanski reports. Ghost guns are privately made weapons without serial numbers. It's almost impossible for law enforcement to track them to a purchaser or distributor. Representative Cam Buckner, a Chicago Democrat, says requiring identification for the guns will help curb violence. Right now, folks are able to have these unserialized guns, but under this new law, we have the ability to make sure that if, if somebody is caught with a ghost gun, that that gun is not subsequently used in a crime. If Pritzker signs the measure into law, it would be illegal to have a gun without a serial number. Owners will have six months to get their ghost guns serialized. I'm Caroline Kabzanski. Workers at five St. Louis area Starbucks stores are moving to unionize. Baristas are calling for fair wages and less hiring bias. Jake Rosenfeld is a sociology professor at Washington University. He says wins for workers at other big corporations like Amazon are critical. Because having to combat a union at just one location is relatively easy for as deep-pocketed and massive a corporation as Starbucks is. But if these efforts spread like we've seen at Starbucks, it becomes more difficult for the company to fight on multiple fronts. Rosenfeld was a guest yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. A 58-year-old St. Louis man has been sentenced to slightly more than 10 years in federal prison for lying on applications to receive more than $25 million in federal coronavirus aid. Prosecutors say Robert Williams lied on about 30 applications for his business. Another 23 people paid him a fee after he helped them file more fraudulent applications for the Paycheck Protection Program loans. Williams used the money for his personal expenses, including buying a Maserati and a Jaguar. Williams secured the loans despite a criminal history dating to the 1990s, including passing bad checks and identity theft. 
he was ordered to pay more than $1 million in restitution. Robin Carnahan was confirmed as leader of the General Services Administration less than a year ago. The former Missouri Secretary of State and daughter of late Governor Mel Carnahan is heading an agency that oversees federal buildings. She's also helping execute a federal infrastructure bill. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum spoke with Carnahan about the administration's role in following through on legislation that spends billions on roads, bridges, and public transit. Obviously, part of uh, the really important work that we're doing uh, on behalf of the Biden administration is the implementation of the bipartisan infrastructure bill, right? So that is a once in a generation investment in infrastructure that is not only about sort of building our communities and creating good paying jobs there, but, you know, just part of the building of the economy and helping us bounce back after the uncertainty of the past two years and set us up for a more resilient uh, future. Can you explain what the GSA's role is in actually executing the infrastructure bill? I could imagine that they would have a major role in the procurement, not just getting materials, but also finding maybe contractors to build the roads and build the electric charging stations. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. So uh, we, we do a couple of things. So, some some uh, of the infrastructure funding came directly to GSA to do some projects, and there are about $3.4 billion uh, worth of projects that are mainly focused on the border. Uh, so land ports of entry, they're called, that are border entry stations, both on the northern and southern borders to upgrade those to meet post 9-11 security standards. Uh, but also we wanna make sure those are reflecting our other sort of principles and commitments, particularly around sustainability, um, because we know that building materials have changed a lot over time and energy sources have changed a lot over time. So we're gonna be, we're gonna be thinking about that. It's also an incredible opportunity for good paying jobs. I think that a lot of people who may want to work on these jobs who are black, Hispanic, Asian or women uh, want to know what sort of assurances there are that they're going to be able to be in this opportunity compared to ethnic or, or racial groups that haven't been historically disadvantaged. We have lots of competing interests uh, when it comes to using public money. And one is we want to leverage the public resources to do things that reflect our values and, uh, and also, you know, get the best value for taxpayers. So those are things that we think about all the time. The president has signed executive orders that focus on things like supporting uh, women and minority-owned businesses, disadvantaged businesses. We at GSA uh, have a lot of programs that help, help folks uh, that have these companies get contracts with the government. Uh, also very focused on sustainability um, and fair wages. Um, so we're balancing all of those things. What's important to me is that there's a lot of transparency about this, that we are uh, doing things that reflect our values uh, and that our agency partners are, are able to know what they're buying. How confident are you that like the aspirations of, of making a, a state like Missouri or any other place in rural America more navigatable actually right. comes to pass, basically, and you can actually drive in rural parts of the country and, and not be worried that all your tires are going to explode. Well, I, I will tell you, Jason, I, I do have a lot of experience moving around to the state. Um, and and the, the key thing here is for the funding that goes to states, like Missouri's going to get $7 billion with a B uh, to upgrade roads and bridges. So the priorities about 
how that's done are going to be very closely aligned with the state. Like much of this money goes to the state uh, to be spent. Um, there's 670 million for public transit in Missouri alone. Uh, you know, 100 million for electric vehicle charging stations in Missouri alone. 100 million for broadband, broadband coverage, uh, 860 million for water infrastructure to help schools and communities get rid of lead pipes. Like this is real money going to invest in our state that is also gonna create good paying jobs in our state. So it, it's really exciting. And I, I mean, I, I remember when my dad was running for governor years ago, he, he, he wanted to talk about infrastructure. And I remember us all sitting around saying, oh dad, like everybody wants good infrastructure, but nobody wants to talk about it. Um, well, you know, here we are uh, years later and we're having the biggest investment in infrastructure in our state uh, that has happened in my lifetime. So I'm pretty excited about it because that sets us up for a more resilient future. That was St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum speaking with General Services Administration leader Robin Carnahan. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shuli Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.